Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the Internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, and thank you for, uh, again, joining us for the Internet's and your number one source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate recovery. And, Julie, I know you and I have been talking about this all weekend. More housing data came out over the latter parts of last week doing nothing other than reinforcing the fact that the full-blown housing recovery is here. And Guys, you know, that for all of our students should be old news, but what really I find very fascinating is so many of you are still operating under the pretense that the market still sucks. Well, if the market still sucks, it still sucks for you. Or you're trying to be successful selling real estate in a sucky market. It's possible and it's likely that if you're not experiencing a full-blown real estate recovery, if you're not feeling like you're at the very beginning stages of a real estate boom, it's because either you're not operating as if there were uh, as if this was this new real estate boom, and or you're in a market that basically is not recovering or may not ever recover. And listen, Julie and I have personally sold real estate in markets similar to that. You need to really take a serious look at basically what you're trying to accomplish in your real estate career. And if you find yourself selling real estate in a market that doesn't look like it's ever going to recover, that looks like it's going to stay in a depressive state, you know, essentially for the remainder of your career, you have to make a decision. Are you going to stay there or are you going to leave? So here's something that I want all of you guys to write down, and Julie and I have something very exciting that we're looking forward to sharing with you on today's call. Um, so when the going gets tough, um, this is the old saying, right? And I want you guys to write this down and concentrate. Again, 54,000 of you are going to be listening to this and live and in replay, so this is really important. This is, again, traditional, non-traditional thinking. And Julie and I always try to give you contrarian advice because the reality of it is, is that contrarian advice is also the advice that gets you rich. So here it is. I'm going to ask you something and you fill in the blank. Say it to yourself. Say it out loud. Do whatever you want to. But here it is. Or write it down even better. When the going gets tough, the smart, what are all of you thinking right now? I bet you are all thinking, get going, right? Isn't that the way we were all taught? When the going gets tough, the smart get going. Wrong. That's bad advice. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. You don't stick around. You leave. Now, that could mean that in your particular real estate market, there, it's just the houses are still you know, underwater. There's still so many sellers that you know, it just could be a variety of different things. I mean, again, Julie and I faced all these things when we sold real estate over a decade ago. We found ourselves in a real estate market that had been a real boom town, and then all of a sudden the houses started sitting on the market longer. They became 10 and 15 years old, and people didn't improve them. And so these once shiny new houses were all of a sudden, you know, blown window seals and rotting wood, and, you know, the owners of this, the new potential owners of those houses didn't want to buy beat up old houses. So that market started to collapse, so we left. Okay, the same thing might be happening with you guys, but I'll tell you where a biggest uh, area, or the biggest area, that you can be improving when uh, 
you know, under the guise of when the going gets tough, the smart leave, is your thinking and your approach to real estate. Julie Sue, I know you've been on free coaching calls today. I think you had five or six, and mm-hmm. I know I did too. Um, Monday's the day we do free coaching call catch-ups. And by the way, if you guys want a free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com. I believe Julie and I have both scheduled two weeks in advance. But, hey, it's worth the wait. Free coaching calls for agents.com. So, Julie, the topic, at least until we take our uh, commercial break here and then we present what we've prepared for all these guys today, the topic really comes down to, you know, obsolete or foreshadowing today's topic, expired thinking or thinking that should be expired. So you had calls like that today with folks that are basically stuck Mm -hmm. on, you know, drilling down and saying, I'm going to make this work hell or high water where the reality of it is is what they're trying to do or the market in which they're trying to do it simply is not viable anymore. So can you give some more traditional examples of where you've experienced that? Well, sure. Sometimes It's interesting. I had a couple today that, you know, they have, quote, in-office coaching, right? And so that comes in a lot of different flavors, and some of it's good, but typically what they say is, you know, I'll ask them, well, what are they getting? Well, it's all about, you know, you have to crank out this many contacts day in and day out. If you haven't done your 15 contacts a day, well, then you stink, right? So where is the coaching in that, right? That's an easy thing to do because if an agent doesn't make their contact, it's easy to pick on them and say, well, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. When, in fact, it's appointments that matter and knowing your market that matters. And I find that too many agents, to your point, you know, when the going gets tough, too many agents guess at what's going on in their marketplace and they trust that, well, if it's not working for me, I've just got to crank out more contacts or I've just got to crank out more postcards instead of doing an educated, targeted smart approach, which may mean that you need to prospect, market, et cetera, in a totally different zip code than the banging of your head into the wall that you currently are experiencing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, guys, here's the bottom line. Embrace the fact that we are in a new real estate boom. Embrace the fact that if you're not experiencing that yourself, you need help. You just do. Let us help you. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So Julie and I are going to take a quick commercial break, and by quick, I mean quick, and then when we come back, we are going to talk to you guys about something that only happens really this time of year in earnest, and it's one of the most exciting, amazing, miraculous, life-changing experiences that you will have if you're drilled down and focused. So when we come back from our quick commercial break, it's a cliffhanger. I know I'm doing my best. We're getting better at this, aren't we, Julie, this whole radio show thing? (laughs) Hopefully. All right, quick commercial break. Might be a really quick commercial break. Waiting for a commercial to play. <laughs> Julie, are you there? I am. Back to just us. When patting, just when I was back <laughs> patting ourselves on the back. When it starts yeah. to play, it starts to play. Then we'll take the break. All right, guys. There is only a certain time of year when you have the opportunity like you have coming up at the end of this week, Right? And the opportunity only happens um, maybe twice a year where it happens where all the stars align for you like they are now. And I'll give you some for examples. The first one is going to be maybe over the holidays. And some of you guys who have been with us for a while, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe over the holidays. But I would argue that even over the holidays, it's not as good as what's coming up at the end of this week into the following week. And in addition to that, You have maybe the 4th of July, but again, I'd argue again that it's still not as good as it is this time of year. What am I talking about? I'm talking about hunting expired listings. 
if you've never done it before or if it's a permanent part of your real estate practice, this coming holiday weekend is the single best time of year to go after expired. Julie, why is that true? Well, I, we've nicknamed it expired palooza. Well, for one thing, everybody's going to be at home, which is fantastic. You guys like to complain about, oh, I can never find anybody, right? So lots of people are at home. It's kind of in some of your guys' markets, most places, it's the last hurrah of summer. There's barbecues going on. There's you know little neighborhood things happening. It's a great time to actually reach people. You also have a rash of summer listings that are expiring coming off the market. People thought, well, if it didn't sell by now, I don't know what I'm going to do. Those are the great people to be talking to so that you can help them. Thus, we have nicknamed it Expired Palooza, otherwise known as shooting fish in a barrel with regards That's to right. leads. I'll, right. I'll give you guys more reasons why this time of year is better. This specific weekend is better. Julie just mentioned everyone was home. But the other reason was is because most agents make the mistake of having their expired listings or having the listings expire at the last day of at the, the month end of the, the month. first day. Of the yeah. That's right. So at the end of the month and into the following week of the following month. Now, some brokers just do it out of just, you know, tradition. It doesn't really matter why. So you have what? Everyone's going to be home because it's a holiday weekend, number one. Number two, you're going to have a situation where um, obviously there's going to be an increase in expired listings. And number three, and this is what gets really exciting in my mind, is that a lot of the sellers that are going to be expiring this weekend are, you know, as a result of being on the market for six months, are going to be still very motivated to sell. And because of the fact that you effectively still have a lot of great selling months left this year, September, October, November gets a little dicey, December gets a little dicey, January is a little dicey, but you have maybe arguably 60 to 90 days where you could really expect decent activity on your listings regardless of where you are in the country, regardless of the weather. So, that reason and that reason alone makes this, and those reasons, make this the best time of the year to be hunting expires, bar none. Now, what do you got to do? Where does your mindset have to be in order to make the most of this? If you've never pursued expires before, do yourself a favor, and if you're not one of our students in one of our coaching programs, do yourself a favor and go back and, uh, and listen to our previous radio shows on going after expired listings. If you are one of our students, so Julie, let's put our coaching hats on, mm -hmm. and we're coaching, yep. we're talking, we're focusing on one of our existing students who wants to learn how to hunt expires, and we have to do it in, say, 20 minutes or less, let's go down right now and tell them what they would do and ask them the questions that you wrote, wrote down addressing their mindset issues about expires. Yeah, sure. So first, it is about mindset. Some of you guys, and I've heard this on coaching calls, they'll say, well, if another agent couldn't sell it, why would I want it? Well, I mean, come on, that's kind of a cop-out, right? There's many reasons why the other agent didn't sell it. But most notably, why do homes expire? It is price, 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 or price. It's always about price. How do we know that? Because the smelliest, ickiest, most worst location, scariest property, if you drop the price to a certain point, what happens? You get multiple offers and the price goes back up. So we know it's all about price, regardless of what the deal is. The only question you've got to find out, and this is why you call them, is why was it overpriced? Is it because the seller's not motivated and they were just rolling the dice to see if they could hit the jackpot and get some poor unsuspecting buyer to overpay? Or was it a weak agent's fault for doing an improper CMA, pushing the market too far, hoping and praying to the real estate gods that they'd be the only one that could save the seller from a short sale by overpricing it? Lots of different reasons, but it comes down to price. You're going to determine, is it because the seller is unmotivated? If so, hang up the call nicely and move on to the next lead.
But if they have to sell, probably it was a weak agent issue. It doesn't really matter at that point if they have to sell. Now you have to talk to them. I, when I coach this on a, on a one-on-one call to him, I go, you know, what is it that you do for a living? You sell homes. You help buyers find homes and sellers to sell homes. And, and here's somebody who has a help wanted sign sitting right there going, I'm willing to list. I had my house for sale. Doesn't it make sense that you would talk to them and try and help well, them? Well, you're, you're, you're kind of bouncing a bit. because Right. Well, because the simple fact is, guys, is that if you're using a script that works, and again, I'm speaking to the converted here, so existing coaching students, the expired script is that we give you is a unique to us. We copyrighted it. It's unique to you, so you won't be having to worry about every seller. You know, if you do run, if you are in a market where there's other over-the-phone prospectors, you won't have to worry about the sellers having literally just heard the same script. And I know that is extremely annoying when you guys run into that because you know it obviously is fake. When a seller, you know, you call a seller and they say, "Hey, guess what? I just received another call where the person was saying the exact same thing." If there's right. something that takes the wind out of your sails, there's that. You know, it's that. So the scripts that we give you, again, I'm. Uh, speaking primarily to our existing coaching students. And by the way, guys, we don't give our uh, scripts away for free on our website because they are copyrighted because they are of value. You know, if, uh, if you're not using our new scripts, the scripts that are designed for this market, the scripts that are literally designed to set a listing appointment in five questions or less, you need to seriously consider becoming one of our coaching students. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and, frankly, learn what you can be doing to take advantage of this new real estate boom. So use the script as we wrote it, ask the questions in which they're written, and then after that, you need to pre-qualify. So literally the process is generate the lead, obviously, you know, for this weekend, for the sake of today's radio show, it's prospect, right? So generate the lead, uh, then you need to, you know, set the appointment, you need to set the appointment and then pre-qualify, then you need to send the pre-listing pack, then you need to go on the listing appointment. Now we do uh, suggest, you strongly suggest, that you call before the appointment to confirm that not only have they received the pre-listing pack, which of course they would have because many of you will drop it off yourselves, but you have made sure that they've opened it and read it. One of the best ways to do that, guys, is is either you drop it off to these sellers or you have a trusted assistant drop it off and literally make it so that while they're standing there in front of you or your assistant, they're looking at it and they're acknowledging the fact of what's in it. Our, again, copyrighted pre-listing pack is unique to you. Nobody else will be presenting to it. Many of our coaching students consider the pre-listing pack and the Proven Home Selling Guide, which we also give you guys uh, as coaching students, that is really an unfair advantage you have in the marketplace because nobody else is going to be presenting the pre-listing pack. In, again, I know I'm uh, preaching to our, uh, the converted right now, but existing coaching students, do not change our pre-listing pack. Don't alter it. Don't, don't bind it a different way. Don't change the format. Don't screw around with what it says. Just copy it. Obviously, you have to change you know, your list to sell price ratio, your days in the market, your resume, things like that. But other than that, it's brilliant and it works in all price ranges and all marketplaces. If we had – yeah, I mean, if you guys were to survey our top you know, 300 coaching students and you were to ask them what is the single thing that gets them the listing most of the time, they're going to tell you it's the pre-listing pack. So the bottom line is, is make sure the sellers have received it. That in itself, most cases, will get you the listing. Literally, when you show up, 
all the tough questions that all of you guys live in fear of hearing come out of the seller's mouths will have been resolved prior to you getting there, assuming that you have actually sent the pre-listing pack. So then the next step after you've basically called to confirm the pre they've received it in the appointment, then you go on the listing. Don't have the mindset that it's going to be a be-back appointment or you're going to go out two or three times. Have the mindset you're going to take the listing the first time you go out. If you don't have that level of confidence or if you're doing some little social whiz-bang thing that a lot of realtors do where they're not organized, you won't win. So don't be surprised if your ratio sucks. Don't be surprised if you're taking only 50% or less of the sellers that you list. Stop rationalizing and writing off your failures. When you don't take a listing and you then tell yourself it's because the other realtor had a personal relationship or the other realtor you know, had whatever this going for them and you didn't, all these other little rationalizations that you have, you need to take all those to heart and realize that the reason that that seller chose the other realtor over you is because the other realtor in the eyes of that seller was better than you. Okay, that's called competition, something for some strange reason in residential real estate we don't like to acknowledge. But the seller chose the realtor that they thought was best for them at getting the highest price in the best terms. They didn't choose you. You've got to be pissed off about that. And chances are, if you didn't take that listing and that seller chose someone over you, it's because you didn't have an organized pre-listing pack, because you didn't have an organized listing presentation, because you didn't follow our proven system. Sounds boastful, sounds maybe even a little bit over, uh, I don't know what you guys want to refer to it as when you hear me talk that boldly, but you know, if you're one of our existing coaching students, you're probably saying to yourself, you know, Tim, you're not stating it boldly enough <laughs> because it is that right. powerful. So again, your, the, this weekend is all about expired listings and, and knowing that at least you know, 80% of your existing coaching students, make sure you are using the pre-listing pack the listing presentation is part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Julie, what else did you have to sh present? Well, you know, I, I can just kind of hear their minds rumbling here. Oftentimes people will ask me, well, why expireds? Why do you guys have such passion about expireds? You know, I, that means I have to compete. I usually don't have to compete. I mean, this is going to take some effort, et cetera, et cetera. So here's what my answer typically is. Are you meeting or exceeding your financial goals this year? Yes or no? If you are, fantastic. Keep doing more of what you're doing. If you're not meeting or, ex or exceeding what you need to be doing, based on your own natural referral sources, your friends, your family, your repeat customers, that kind of thing, then you have to add a spoke to your business. You have to add a pipeline to get to the next level. Otherwise, you'd already be there, wouldn't you? So what's the next logical spoke that's the least expensive, most effective, most direct? Again, here's somebody who has said, I am willing to list. I have a house for sale. What do you do for a living? You sell homes. So why wouldn't you choose to – if you have to only make 10 contacts today, yeah, I get that you can make 10 just listed or just sold calls instantaneously, get your 10 contacts in, and that was easy, and you didn't get any conflict or objections, and, you know, you got your contacts in. So what? Wouldn't you rather make those same 10 calls to 10 people who all need you instead of rolling the dice? I mean, it just makes well, sense. It's such an obvious choice to make. Well, exactly. I mean, we already know, like Julie said, that when you call an expired listing, they want, they're willing to list the house, unlike a for sale by owner, which you have to convince them to. We already know that they're willing to pay a commission, again, unlike a FISBO, which, you know, remember, here at our business, we always ask you guys to call FISBOs unrepresented sellers because – 
you know, if you say FISBO to a for sale by owner, they're not really going to know what the heck it means. So call them what they are, unrepresented sellers. So you, you, you have a mindset that, okay, I'm dealing with, when I'm calling an expired, I'm dealing with someone that obviously had some level of motivation to sell. They're obviously willing to hire a realtor. They're obviously willing to pay a commission. It's uh, September, early September, late August, and I already know that there's still time let, left this year to sell this property. Chances are, as Julie said a few times on today's radio show, the only thing that presented, prevented that seller from selling is their price. So in the spring... They listed with Dolly Drive Around. They listed with some realtor that they knew from the country club. They weren't that particular. It was more of a social decision. And they figured, well, you know, a realtor's a realtor. They'll all basically do the same thing. That realtor then what? Listed the property, probably overpriced, probably didn't write a good description, probably didn't do all the things we teach our coach, coaching students to do. They get the property sold, and as a result of that, the house expired. In other words, the seller wasn't very selective on who they listed with. This time around, they will be. Yes, and a lot of times you're going to be competing with a previous agent. But, you know, there's a great, over, great way to overcome that obstacle, uh, that objection. Mr. Seller, what is that agent going to do differently this time that they haven't already tried the first time? Be direct like that. Sellers appreciate it, right? Guys, listen. The fact is, is that your 2015 begins actually in about 30 days. Arguably, it, ends, it begins September 1st. I'm sorry, and it begins you know, really, we always treat our coaching students with uh, the idea that, convince them that the idea is that your 2015 begins in October of the previous year. Why? Because that's when you take the listings that will create the momentum going into the following year. A lot of you have high levels of stress entering into the new year. And I know here we are, you know, the height of the summer, and I'm already talking about next year. That's how business owners think. You have to be planning ahead. So, that stress that you have, I have to do something new this year, I have to do something different, I have to get my act together, all of that stuff, and then you have to rebuild all your momentum going into the same, uh, during the spring and the same time of year when all these other agents are, you are making it so that you are almost fighting an impossible headwind. Whereas if you were to start focusing on taking your listings that will be your spring inventory and you start doing it now, you're going to have all kinds of wind at your back. You're going to have all kinds of momentum going into 2015. And when you have a brilliant first quarter and a brilliant second quarter, you almost assuredly will have your best years ever. Listen to your coach or, in some cases, your future coach. You have to approach this time of year like it's the primer for the best year of your lives. And I know a lot of you, thousands of you, have had the best years you know, income-wise that you've experienced probably in, in forever. And that's fantastic. But guys, that's nothing compared to 2015. Remember, 2014, arguably in some parts of the market, 2013, were the very beginning stages of what will be a, 10, a 7 to 10 year boom in the real estate industry. So we're just getting started. You need to have that mindset. So opposed to uh, your, the normal mindset of agents is to let themselves wind down or at least start to wind down in September, do not make that mistake. Do not make that mistake. Now, here's the funny thing, Julie, as I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about all of our top producers. These are guys that sell 100, 200, 300 houses a year. Yep. I'm thinking that I know if they're listening right now, I know exactly what they're thinking. They're, Tim, shut the hell up. I know. I was Stop. Like, <laughs> you Why are you too? telling everyone? <laughs> but you were thinking yeah. that, weren't you? Yeah, I totally. I mean, because yeah. that's that's one of the secrets of this industry, 
is if you're willing to work and work hard around specific goals and you're willing to do that consistently for the rest of this year, that is the way you have a remarkable year next year. That is the way that you roll into 2015 with all kinds of momentum. Guys, isn't that better? So, Julie, here they are. They're listening. They're convinced. We've sold them on the idea that expired listings are worth going after. Existing coaching students, the easiest thing for you to do is just to log in and listen to all the training we give you on expireds. Get your pre-listing pack done. There's now on the website a company that we're referring uh, agents to to get their pre-listing down. You know, we give you the template. You can ship it off to this company. We have no business relationship with, uh, with them other than the fact they're doing a great job for our students. They'll get it done for you, so they'll actually do all the Photoshopping and whatnot for you so it looks brilliant. So we've removed all the excuses for laziness. Now, you just need to aggressively go after that, getting that pre-listing pack done. So if you're not an existing student and you don't know the first step to take, and sorry if this seems self-serving, but such is the way, you've got to at least enroll in the Real Estate Coaching Essentials Program. And I'm going to tell you guys something right now, um, and, and listen to what I'm saying. We are increasing the price of the Real Estate Coaching Essentials Program in, what, seven days. So we are going to probably double the price. No kidding. Why? Because we can. Because we have enough agents that want to enroll in the program and because we can raise the price, and so we're going to. Just like you should if you are still charging recession commissions of 4 and 5%, thinking that's normal, and whereas before the recession you were charging 6 and 7% or whatever your market bears, you need to raise your prices as well. So hear me and hear me now. You're listening to this radio show. If you're not one of the, our existing coaching students, the easiest ways for you to engage with us is to join the Real Estate Coaching Essentials Program. In about a week, we're going to double the price. So, Julie, I mean, I am legitimately, honestly excited for the opportunity for all these guys to go after expireds uh, over this coming weekend. I mean, it's cool. Don't you actually kind of wish on, up, on weeks like this and, and times of the year like this we still have a real estate license and we can go after yeah, ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because it, it really is one of the easiest times of year and one of the most important times of year to be building your listing inventory. You know, I love what you said about next year, and we know for a fact from a coaching perspective and from having done it ourselves that one of the leading indicators of having your best year ever is how your first quarter goes. If you don't have a rockin' first quarter, you start to feel behind, then all of a sudden you write off the year, well, maybe 2016 will be my year. That's not going to yeah. be any fun. And what's the leading indicator for whether you're going to have a great first quarter or not? Guess what? It's what you're doing right now, today, and for the rest of the year. That's a really profound thought, isn't it? That what you're doing now, and basically the height of the summer of the previous year, affects, you know, guys, it's the listings you take that you, in, that you get paid on next year. But it's also the relationships that you start. You're going to run across some sellers this weekend when you're calling these expireds. They're going to say, well, you know what, we're going to think about it, or we're going to do this, or we're going to do that, or we're going to da-da-da-da-da. Keep in contact with those guys if they're unwilling to set an appointment, and then they'll list with you again. The reality of it is is something like 90% of all expireds relist within 90 days, and then the rest of them end up relisting within like 180 days. So when you see an expired listing, they are gold, either gold for you now or gold for you later. Another thing to take into consideration as you're thinking about this, old expireds are also awesome. You know what, Julie, it's funny. I just had a coaching call with Bill Bird prior to today's show, mm -hmm. and what Bill and I were talking about was the fact that, of course, you know he's a, uh, a very good expired hunter. Um, mm -hmm. 
upper end expired. Upper end expired in, the, in some of the hottest markets in the country are starting to happen again. And a lot of agents, and I heard you on a coaching call today, Julia, I walked past your office. A lot mm-hmm. of agents are fearful of pursuing upper end business. So right. upper end expires, guys, cash cow, and you'll even find less competition after those guys. Right. So, Julie, the funny thing is that agent in particular where you're doing that free coaching mm-hmm. call with them, I think it was, or maybe it was one of your normal clients, why were mm-hmm. they apprehensive to call that upper end seller? Well, they had all kinds of stories made up about what was going on with the seller, you know, uh, and they lived in kind of a the part of San Francisco, sort of a tech-oriented, of course, market, well, they must be a business owner. It must be this. I'm afraid to ask these questions. I'm afraid of doing this, afraid of doing that. And they must be thinking this and thinking that. Well, here's all you need to know about expireds. Do they have to sell the house? Meaning keeping the house is not an option. They're not going to turn it into a rental. They're not going to stay living there, whatever. And we do okay? give you, and let's be clear, Julie, we do give you guys scripts on what questions to ask and what order to, to ask them. That. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of these sellers are going to be very guarded about their motivation. So a little, you know, a little couple little questions Ways of you can asking. ask. Mm-hmm. Right. So ways of asking would be, for example, so Mr. Seller, uh, if I were to sell this house for you in the next 60 to 90 days, would that present a problem for you? Yes or no? You know, Mr. Seller, you know, obviously the traditional question is, Mr. Seller, uh, once this home sold, sells or after I sell this home for you, where were you going next? So you guys have to sometimes be a little bit cagey with how you go about asking a motivation question because, again, sellers, especially, oddly enough, the most motivated sellers are going to be the ones that are least likely to let you know their level of motivation. They want to play those cards close to the chest because they're worried that you're going to tell them some fire sale price. And again, so they don't want you to know the fact that they've gotten relocated already. They don't want you to know the fact that they've already purchased another home. So in some cases, you're going to have to be crafty about how you ask the questions. Existing coaching students, make sure you use our scripts. I'm sorry, Julie, go ahead. Right, but that doesn't mean that you don't ask the questions. It just means you have to be better at how you ask the questions. So in terms of expireds, all you should really care about, regardless of price, you almost really shouldn't even look at the price. Do they have to sell? And do they? is it in an area that you both feel safe going to, which most of you guys, that's not a problem. And is it close enough to your office and to your home that you'll actually service it professionally? Other than that, you should not over-pre-qualify. The other big point, Tim, is that you know we get the question all the time on free coaching calls, how do I raise my average sale price? Well, there's only a couple of ways to do it. You can spend endless gajillions of dollars of repetitive marketing and pray to the real estate gods, which eventually will work, assuming you have a budget for that. You can network yourself center of influence-wise, doing charitable work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for a long time before you start to get that kind of referral base. Or you can simply pick up the phone and cherry-pick some expireds. Oh. The only time you get to, between expires and for sale by owners, unrepresented sellers, those are the only two categories where you can actually choose your listing inventory. I mean, what kind of a blessing is that, right? Yeah, it's Julie, unbelievable. Even your past I, I clients, a, you don't know if it's going to be a cheap one or a great one. It's funny that you mentioned San Francisco, and, we, and our hearts mm-hmm. are with all of you guys who had to suffer through that earthquake over the weekend. But I yeah. had a free coaching call today with a guy named Joaquin. And Joaquin, I know you're listening, so that's the reason I mentioned your name. And I get a lot of coaching calls like this, honestly, where the guys are, you know, it's guys or gals, and they're always asking me if they should quit their jobs and go mm-hmm. full-time into real estate. And I'm, this is worth mentioning, and it ties right into expired listings. And, um, you know, I ask them, well, obviously, do you like your job? And I've yet to hear anyone say that they don't like their job. And the next question I'll ask is, well, how much money are you making? And I'll hear 100000 150000 175000 you know. Then I'll ask them, so 
do you have any idea how much the average agent earns per year? And they always say, no, $29,000 before taxes and expenses. You would be insane to quit your job. So he asked, okay, well, fine. He had some rental properties, and he was doing you know, really well for himself. Done, he's been very successful. Um, you know, obviously, buying rental properties in that neck of the woods in California is not an easy thing to do. And so, you know, he's on his way if he hasn't already becoming a millionaire. So that's fantastic. So the next question I asked him is, well, so if you don't want to quit your job, if it gives you financial security, you know, what are you willing to do? And he goes, well, I can, you know, hypothetically set aside two days of the week, and I can then, you know, uh, focus on real estate. But what should I do? And I asked him what he was considering focusing on. And he rattled off all the crap that some of you guys are being seduced by. The buying buyer leads from Zulia, the doing this little fancy gimmick or that fancy gimmick or all this other crap. I said, nope, none of that. I said, if I only can get you to focus for maybe over two days, for 10 hours, you got to do one thing and one thing, only expired listings. And he had, well, expired listings. He had all this, the new idea for him. And he knew what an expired was, but he didn't realize essentially how direct, easy, and free they are to pursue. You don't have to buy the leads. You already know they're motivated sellers. You already know that you know, they're willing to hire a realtor. So you know, it's either that or you sign up with some company that's going to send you a seller referral that may or may not work that's going to then charge you 40%. So I asked Joaquin, you have a choice. You could either basically this weekend over this glorious, incredible money-making weekend that we have coming up for expired listings, you can either go after those expires in your particular marketplace, knowing that they're ready to list, knowing that they're probably only one price change away from selling, or you can then, or your other alternative is to do all this other speculative sort of Mickey Mouse that so many agents are seduced by. If you want to make money now, this is what you do. If you want to maybe make money someday, but probably not, then you can continue to waste your time doing these other things. He thought about it. This guy was very analytical. And he said, well, I, you know, I'm going to go after expired listings. I can't think of a logical reason why that's not the thing I should be focusing my best energies on. And I said, well, why do you think other agents focus so much of their time on all the other gimmicky stuff? And he, again, gave me a great answer. The essence of his answer was, it's because they perceive that it's easier. And you know what? That is the correct perception, and it's also a lie. Yes, it's easier to hope and pray that some great lead's going to show up in your email or your voicemail or someone's going to drop some bag of money on your lap, but it just doesn't happen with any level of consistency that you can count on. So you end up basically pinning your hopes, false hopes, on gimmicks, and you end up spending tons of money on these false hopes, these gimmicks, and then at the end of the day, you're surprised that your real estate business only produced $29,000 a year before expenses and taxes. You guys get the point? Right. Listen, we're not going to ever lie to you guys about what works and what doesn't work. And as you know, especially our students, we are absolutely going to tell you when we see gimmicks in the marketplace. There are a ton of gimmicks. Never in the entire couple decades that Julie and I have been in the real estate business have I seen so many snake oil salesmen gimmicks out there. It is intense. And some of these things these guys are trying to sell to you are just so uh, I don't know. Uh, we even want to classify them. They're so Looney Tunes, and yet agents are buying them. You guys are signing long-term contracts with these guys. If you try to break the contract, then they're going to sue you. I mean, why would you agree to anything like that? The bottom line is, in this industry, you guys can be hunters or you can be gatherers. Hunters are the ones that have stakes in their freezer, i.e. money saved, wealth, millionaires. Hunters are the ones that any day of the week – they can put their mindset to creating business, and they'll do it. 
gatherers, which is 99% of the agents out there, are hoping and praying that someone does their hunting for them. And then when they provide them that lead, that they leave enough meat on the bone that they're able to actually have enough net profit left over. It is an unsustainable business model for you guys to be buying business. It just doesn't work. Now, with that said, after you've learned how to be a hunter and you're effective at it and you're doing it on a consistent level, if you want to add some subsequent spokes to your lead generation wheel, again, existing coaching students, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure, why not? Explore some of the other things that are out there. And we do have a list for our coaching students on the website, our preferred vendors. These are vendors that we refer you guys to who have been proven to work where they're not gimmicks. So existing coaching students, make sure you're at least considering working with those companies, but do not overcommit your finances to these guys until you've actually learned how to hunt. Does that make sense, Jules? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we spend so much time interviewing people to expose you to who's the real deal, who's not. We know that every day when you open your email, you've got like 47,000 offers of the latest, greatest whiz bang will solve all of your real estate problems. But how many of those actually work? That's why you've got to listen to these radio interviews and listen to these guys. Make your own judgment. We're exposing you to all of that. And when you're one of our coaching clients, you talk to us every week and you say, hey, what's the deal with this? Is this for real or not? And we coach you to be the most effective, most efficient, most productive agents in the country. If you have any doubt about this, just listen to the Superstar interviews. It's pretty clear. Guys, what do you do now? If you're not yet a coaching student, become a coaching student. Enroll in Real Estate Coaching Essentials. I promise you, we're doubling the price starting the beginning of next month. There's no two ways about it. It's not a gimmick. It's not a come on. We're doubling the price. Because there's such demand for it, we can get away with it, and that's what we're going to do. So those of you who are serious about not just completing this year on a high note, but making next year your best year ever, you need to seriously consider the fact that when the going gets tough, the smart leave. And whatever you're doing now, if it has not met or exceeded your goals for this year, you need to ditch it, and you need to go to what will work. Consider Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the least expensive, most effective thing you can do in your real estate business. Stop buying buyer leads. Stop doing all this other goofiness and start at least considering professionalizing your business so you can solidify your future. So we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.